Warning! This episode contains some strong language. Listener discretion is advised. To Tales from the Trunk, reading the stories that did make it. I'm Hilary B. Bisnyaks. Listeners, I am thrilled to welcome my new best friend, honestly, in the whole entire world, A.D. Sway. Anna, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, it, as will, I think, become evident in a moment when we start talking about the Dragonfly Gambit, coming out from uh, Neon Hemlock Press very shortly. Uh, our good friend Dave Ring hooked us up. I, I panicked that I didn't have a podcast guest, and he said, I got you. Uh, and here we are, and I could not be happier. Yay. Dave's amazing. I can't Dave stop plugging incredible. Dave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... Is there anything before we get into this reading that uh, our listeners should know about the, 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 the that our listeners should know about this book? Yeah, so I'll give you a little spoiler-free pitch. Yeah, I guess. Um, so the Dragonfly Gambit is a novella, as you said, from Neon Hemlock, and it's about an ex-military pilot that suffers a career-ending injury. Uh, gets really pissed off, and then goes back to destroy the fleet that she used to fly for. I love this for her. I I do too. Again, no spoilers, but things don't go as planned. No. Or do they? Do they ever? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm ready when you are. Okay, so I'll be starting with chapter one at the very beginning. All right, a very good place to start. By all accounts, I should be scared. Intelligence and investigation boys are overzealous. They like Mm. to break things, doors, people, entire local governments if they get the chance. Five more flights of stairs until they're at my door. After three weeks of stealthily tracking me, taking shifts to shoot unflattering photographs from the flashing billboard across the street, my day of reckoning is finally here. I can't complain. It's nice to feel wanted. They pass from one glowing screen to the next, slithering along the chip walls. Their silhouettes scurry up the stairwell, tasers drawn back to back, like they're in some sort of active shooter situation. The cameras I set up in the months prior are paying for themselves. Who's the paranoid one now? (laughs) Shay will do the knocking. He's here to ease the blow. Ten years ago, we were friends. In the way where you know how the other sleeps. In the way where I know he's about to puke by the way he stops talking. He arrived not a full cycle ago to close the deal, I'm sure. When he knocks, it's an official rattle. The sort that lets you know you're in trouble. The sword that's followed by a black bag over your face at a trip to an undisclosed site. 
Shay knocks like he carries the authority of the rule with him, like he will back him up on any decision. Little does he know, the rule will break him just as well, if necessary. I limp over to answer. You're not a delivery bot, I give him a sour smile. Shay is stiff as a board, his own taser unholstered. He strategically avoids staring at my bare chest or the rest of my naked body. The slumped shoulder and the hoisted arm, far too atrophied to look functional. Nez, I'm on orders to retrieve you. That's no way to greet an old friend, Captain. Don't make this harder than it needs to be. I have guys in every stairwell, armed, ready to take you out. On a date, I gather? <laughs> Don't be difficult. Be glad I knocked. Be glad I didn't blow you to bits while you were climbing the stairs. Shay's face darkens for a moment. Okay, so the cameras and the traps are paying for themselves. He retraces the stairwell, his eyes darting from left to right as he replays his ascent in slow motion. Every turn, every step. Third floor? Third floor. <laughs> Shay rocks his weight anxiously between his feet, pretending not to notice the projected hologram and the floating code behind me. Look he says, visibly uncomfortable. We gotta get moving, so you need to put something on. The guys, there. I disappear into my apartment, and Shay <laughs> follows like an oversized puppy. He steps cautiously over a box of moldy takeout. I bet he gets danger pay anytime he docks on any non-central planet. This wasn't my idea, he says, and I never wanted to punch him more. Not his idea? When was the last time he had an idea? <laughs> Investigation and intelligence has him dressed to the nines. In his gray uniform and gold cuffs, Shay is a walking, talking propaganda poster. The jawline helps. No wonder him and Kaya. No, mm. there's no sense going there. While I saunter around the room, Shay stands awkwardly in the center. His pin camera is recording from his chest, so this conversation will remain lukewarm. If it were up to me, I'd leave you alone. But the rule needs you. Mm. The rule doesn't need me. It needs a way to turn a stalemate. Shay flinches. Nez? I said it, not you. I should correct you. The rule is not in a stalemate. The rule is winning. I throw mm. a shirt in Shay's general direction. It's been winning for 20 years now. Every empire falls. You can kick and scream and whine and plead, but every empire will have its fall. The rule has been doing well for over a thousand years, expanding at an impossible rate, absorbing small and medium system-level governments into itself, sometimes peacefully, mostly not. But it got too big and the edges began to fray. Shay knows this. How anyone with half a brain knows it. it. Took a few hundred years for systems to actively rebel and break away. It took less than a decade for full-on war to ignite after that. That was 20 years ago. And the rule has yet to reclaim those systems. Two generals have already fallen. The first and the second daughters. The third doesn't have much time left either. Safe to assume you're not going to tell me where we're headed? Shay affirms with a shake of his head. What a good little soldier. I find a passably clean shirt and shove it over my head. 
My left arm goes on elbow first, and then inertia takes it the rest of the way. Hmm. If I flail too much, my shoulder will pop out. You've got to learn to get around these things if you want to get by on your own. Naz, something more substantial, please. <laughs> I'm willing to put just as much effort into my appearance as the rule did into summoning me. I slide on my pants with my right hand, do them up, take a sharpened pencil, plunge it through my hair, twist it around, stab it through the bun. Shay watches the entire routine silently. Then, when I'm done, he half-heartedly asks, How's the... He means the arm. Everyone always means the arm. He fails to acknowledge the limp, the slight toe drag, the way my left eyelid never fully opens, the upward curve of my lip. The devil is in the details. Shay could never even begin to comprehend the extent of the damage. Just one ruptured vertebra and any dreams of piloting anything other than a desk are gone. Poof. I shrug at Shay with my right shoulder. It's fine. Won't get in the way of whatever it is you want me for, I'm sure. She gestures out of my apartment, down the long, shadowy corridor, crawled through many times, too drunk to stand. Mm -hmm. He is a real gentleman, and as a man of such constitution, he lets me wrap up my projected code and schematics before we leave. <laughs> By which I mean he lets me accidentally pour a liter of coffee on the CPU while he turns <laughs> his back and politely stares out into the hallway. I watch it fizzle and die without making any small talk. Then, he leads me down the corridor and into the stairwell, where I'm greeted by the wrong end of a rifle. Hmm. Down, Shay says, and the boy in the dark coveralls lowers the muzzle. There's a transport waiting for us downstairs. You will be hooded and handcuffed and taken to an undisclosed site. Ooh, I really hoped we could do without the undisclosed sites. <laughs> Don't bother staying awake. It's a long trip. You can ask for a sedative once you're inside. I highly recommend it. Shay slips into the intelligence persona as easily as a snake into a rabbit's burrow. Ten years and the rule still has him running errands like a recruit. Either Shay's gone and royally fucked up, or this is important to the third daughter. Eh, for once I'll stay sober. <laughs> we start down the stairwell. Boy with rifle ahead of me. Shay behind me. I'd be stupid to make a run for it. I haven't run in nearly a decade. Today would be a hell of a day to start. <laughs> Rule eternal. Shay greets the driver once we're outside. A sleek black transport has been bestowed upon me, the interior of which I will never see. Hmm. Shay pulls a hood out of thin air. You know the drill. Wait. In the early hours of the day, suns still safely tucked beyond the horizon, the rain lashes frigid droplets against the exposed parts of me. If I tilt my face skywards, it patters against my eyelids, my lips. I can taste the acidity as the water seeps into the corners of my mouth. What are you doing? Shay looms over me impatiently. I have a feeling this is the last time I'll see rain. I tell Shay, let him pull the blackout fabric of the hood over my face. Immediately, it's difficult to breathe. It's going to be a long ride. Shay slips inside the car beside me. He presses cold steel to my wrists and at once they're bound and immobile. Based on the sounds of shuffling, there are four of us in the car. I manage to keep my mouth shut for what feels like an hour. Hmm. 
So what does the third daughter want with me? <laughs> what makes you think it's the third daughter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's because if this was an intelligence and investigation solo assignment, I'd be missing half my fingernails by now. Mm. Let me take a gander. Yeah, oh, sometimes I really need to keep my mouth shut. The rule is at a stalemate. You've pushed your tack as far as it will go, and it gave you what? A marginal advantage? One that you wasted because the breakaways have much better pilots. You're matched in tack, and now you want someone like me to come in and fix this problem for you. You want an edge. You want... Chase stabs me with a sedative. Rude. <laughs> okay, I think I'll stop there. That's okay. Oh, gosh. Delightful. I, edge of my seat, unbelievable. Ah. Oh. Thank oh. you. Absolutely. Um, ooh. So this is, you know, we're, we're not in the business of spoilers here. Uh, but we are also uh, Tales from the Trunk, so what we are in the business of is things that didn't make it into the final draft is there anything that uh, you're just, you know, without, without giving too much away, anything that you just really wish could have made it in, but for whatever reason, it just didn't fit? Hmm. Okay. In the vaguest terms <laughs> possible, there was a section that I had originally written that happens after the final events of the novella. So it was supposed to go on for another chapter where one of the mm. main characters would reflect on what had transpired. Um, and that never made it into the final version because it kind of sat as a standalone. However, mm -hmm. however, I may, I may include it as a little extra something for people who read the novella. Maybe it's a little treat after it gets released. Who knows? Yeah. A surprise. We like surprises. Love surprises. That's also always the kind of bonus content that I'm just like, it, I like, you know, um, on, on one of the Discord servers I'm in, we have an emoji uh, that I'll, I'll try to find a image to link uh in the show notes but it's just called unhinged vibrating uh <laughs> i think i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. is it the two eyeballs red... oh the yeah. red ones okay i've seen the eyeballs where it's just two eyeballs and they're just gyrating like, yeah aggressively. that one's yes. also good uh we 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 have a range but yeah <laughs> that's uh that is that is me when people say Hey, this thing that you just read, there's bonus content. You're like, excellent. Ah. <laughs> oh. Um that that's like right up there with Hey, this thing that you liked except for that one bit, there's a really good fix it fic. Okay, I was going to say because I grew up on fanfiction, right? Like I grew up on fanfiction.net. Mm -hmm. That got shut down like the OG and so I just can't, like, one of my guilty pleasures is writing fan fiction for my own long form. Oh, hell yeah. And that is a little too self-indulgent, but I totally do it. It's like, I keep trying to convince myself it's to, like, stretch the writing muscles. Mm -hmm. But no, it's just me being self-indulgent. 
I'm like, why are you making this pairing happen? It already exists. I'm like, more. <laughs> the clickety clack on my keyboard. So, I mean, like, one, I will never say that fanfic is not art. Uh, two, I love that and I think more people should do it. Three, uh, I'm going to slightly spoil a book tour episode from last year, two years ago? I don't remember when. Um, uh, C.L. Polk was on to talk about Even Though I Knew the End, and that started out as a supernatural fic, and they filed the serial numbers off of it. Oh my god. That uh -huh. is fascinating. See, now I'm kind of like recalling the entire thing. I'm like, everything starts to fit. Right? Incredible. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, sometimes, sometimes you file the serial numbers off of a supernatural fanfic well enough that Carl Engel Laird buys it and publishes a super fine-ass novella. <laughs> exactly. And sometimes you just gotta write your own fanfiction. Exactly. I mean, sometimes you need to write your own fanfiction to get unstuck on the thing that you're working on. And maybe that fanfiction turns into the actual profic. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing wasted. Nothing wasted. Every word is a win. Uh, speaking of wins, and again, speaking without spoilers too much, uh, I would love to know what you are just so excited for our listeners to get to when they get their grubby little mitts all over the dragonfly gambit. Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, I gotta think. Yeah. Okay, there's two things. One, um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because it actually is the mini prologue that happens right before chapter one. So mm -hmm. people will get to it super fast. Um, and I kind of do the thing where I tell you what's going to happen. I tell you how it's going to end. <sighs> um, and then for the rest of the novella, I just get to show you how it all devolves into the ending that you were exposed to at the very beginning. Um, and the second part is, it happens in chapter two. So obviously we're already introduced to these characters, right? Like mm -hmm. Shay and Nez, they have history. And there's this chick, Kaya. And obviously there's history there too. And so there's a moment um, when Nez and Kaya finally see each other after 10 years. And there's this like, there's a moment where Nez can take the high road. <laughs> And she doesn't. And it's like the most satisfying. <laughs> it is the oh. most satisfying thing. And it was so fun to write. And when I was going through edits, I kept highlighting that little bit and just like commenting to Dave being like, I can't stop smiling. <laughs> it is not like, it's just somebody being like, I'm pissed at you and I'm going to follow through on that. I carried mm -hmm. this grudge. I carried this grudge for 10 years. Let's Hell go. Yeah. And it's very satisfying, and it's um, very physical. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, I'm not giving too much away, but uh, yeah, it's uh, fun. It was fun to write, and it's fun to read, at least for me. So, I'm, I am 
so excited for that. Uh, oh. I also realized that uh, for listeners, if this yeah. actually makes it into the podcast, we're also on video and I keep clapping like a little seal. Um, but I keep doing it silently, so there's like dips in my speech, and that's just me clapping like a seal, <laughs> but it makes no sound. I love an audio medium. We make such good radio on here. Yeah. it's We're just uh, tip-top professionals. Yeah. Audio professionals here. I, I mean, hell, this is... Oh, shit. I didn't even say it at the top of the show. Listeners, welcome to season six. Oh How'd, how'd we get here? Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the, that's that's bonkers. That is bonkos right there. Six seasons. That is incredible. Yeah. Six seasons made hit hundred a hundred episodes back in uh October? October sounds right. Maybe September. I don't remember. Time is fake. Who knows? Time doesn't exist, but you need to celebrate. This is a huge milestone. Yeah. Hell yeah. Season six. Yeah. Six seasons in a movie, right? Is that what Six seasons say? and a movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> Best dramatic presentation, long form. Here we come. Let's go. Let's get those nominations. <laughs> oh. Um... So the the question that I always forget, uh, half the time forget to brace my guests for uh, in, in the pre-recording chat, uh, I'm going to spring on you right now, which, uh, you know, mixed results. Is there anything in the, you know, broader media landscape that you've been listening to recently that you're just... Uh, listening to, watching, reading, I, words, how do they work, uh, that you have been consuming that you're just super pumped up for our listeners to know about? That I have been consuming. Hmm. Very interesting. See, this is why I try to remember to prep people, because otherwise I spring it and they're like, I've never read a fucking book in my life. I've never, I actually don't know how to read. I am 32 years old and I don't know how words work. I recently... You're what up, I'm Kyle, I'm 19 and I never, I never fucking learned how to read. Oh my God, thank you. I'm I got surrounded you, I by... got you. I know, classic vines. It's amazing. Uh, no, I know this is kind of late, but I finished watching Blue Eye Samurai and honestly, I was like, yes, thank you. It has oh, so nice. much like feminine rage vibes mm. and i feel like it kind of like vibes with my novella because it's also very angry um and i was like oh my god this is how you write female characters they're supposed to be badass and just kill a bunch of people yeah. um it warmed my heart it also like broke my heart in many yeah. different ways but it's just stunning animation and really great writing and really great characterization and like it doesn't pander. It also doesn't hold back um, mm-hmm. when it doesn't need to. It's just very honest and very brutal. And like, I I love that. Yeah. So I've only watched the first half of the first episode, but I, I saw like a tiny clip of the opening scene in the noodle house somewhere. And I was like, oh my God. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's what adult animation like should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not this like dog shit looking lowest common denominator. Yes, I I have so many feelings about how everything has to be like Family Guy or Rick and Morty now. Okay. Oddest question. Rick and Morty, the way they draw eyeballs, is it just me or are they creepy? I can't. I have never watched Richard Mortimer in my life. I refuse to. Uh, it's just like, it. it's one of those like uh, starter kit of you clearly don't understand the characters at all. Worst men in the world fandom packs. That's fair. I have never voluntarily watched an entire episode, but I have accidentally been caught in situations that I couldn't leave where I had to partake. Yeah, unfortunate. Unfortunate. But Blue Eye Samurai, fucking great. Mm -hmm. Amazing. We're We're here to talk about things we love and not just shit on cartoons for really people I don't want to talk to. I'll, yeah, I'll exactly. be kind. I'll be generous here. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Well, Anna, it's been such a delight to have you on the show. Before we get going, where can our listeners find you? I mean, you can always find me on the website previously known as Twitter. Um, and I will continue to call it Twitter because... Yep. That's what it is. Uh, That's what as, it is. As at the Sway Way. So T-H-E-S-U-I-W-A-Y. Um, and I'm honestly on every social media platform as at the Sway Way. And you can also find me on my website, again, at www.theswayway.com. Fantastic. I'm branding hard. <laughs> Solid branding. Hell yeah. Yeah, I... Uh... I, in 2012, I was still able to grab HB Bisniex on every platform and nice. we'll never let it go. Yeah, exactly. Gotta own it. It's yours. Yeah. I mean, it, it helps that there aren't too many Bisniexes, at least in the English speaking world. So, you know. Well, Anna, again, Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute delight having you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Listeners, stick around for a thrilling season six. Uh, I'm going to be talking to John Wiswell. I'm going to be talking later in the year. uh, Big, big spoiler alert. I'm going to be talking to Ursula Vernon. Uh, It's going to be great. You're going to have a blast. I guarantee it. Tales from the Trunk is mixed and produced in beautiful Oakland, California. Our theme music is Paper Wings by Lillian Boyd. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash trunkcast. All patrons of the show now get a sticker and logo button, along with show outtakes and other content that can't be found anywhere else. You can find the show on Blue Sky at trunkcast, and I post at HBBisniex. If you like the show, consider taking a moment to rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. And remember, 
don't self-reject.